I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello everyone, welcome to the best movies you've never seen. This is a podcast about movies. We watch movies, movies that I've seen many, many times. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the movie nerd of the <laughs> podcast, but I'm joined with my movie challenge friend, Trevor Long, who movie without, challenge. With, without, with, without which this podcast would not exist. Thank you so much. The best movies, if it was just me, it'd be the best movies you have seen, but because it's you, Trev, it's the best movies you've never seen. And I think we need to update <laughs> And you the definitely intro. haven't. I've seen a lot of Disney movies with the kids, but that is not just about it. We've now watched, yeah. we're getting, we're cracking close to We're up there, getting the, close to 100. A ton. Yeah. And uh, I'm enjoying every minute of it, mate. Absolutely. Even though some of them are absolute rubbish. Um, <laughs> the majority really? are okay. great movies. All right. Well, today we're doing Halloween. Well, listen. <sighs> Now, I know you were a little bit nervous when, a I, little. Su when I suggested this was uh, on the agenda. So you're not a fan of horror movies, are you? Uh, no. Okay. I uh, don't like the idea of gore. Uh, I don't like the idea of being scared. Yep. Um, no, thanks. Okay. How about you know, when you were sort of – oh, I just want to – Is your wife a fan? Is your wife Not no? at really? all. Okay. No What about way. your kids? No, absolutely not. Okay, a bit younger. Maybe Jacko might be into it yes. if, if I push him. But, okay. mate, honestly, I just want to – on the record, <laughs> I'm doing this podcast no under scares. duress. All right? All right. We'll give you some, some hazard, hazard a, pay. You want some hazard a, pay? This is a lighthearted form of bullying <laughs> going on here. Well, Halloween was released back in 1978. Now, how old were you in 1978, mate? I'm waiting for this. You're two years old. Okay, years good, old. On you. good on you. <laughs> this was Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie. Did you know that? Oh, I did not first know that. First but... movie she yep. ever made. Also mm -hmm. stars Donald Pleasance. This had a budget of just three hundred thousand dollars so indie film right yeah right it was shot over 17 days and at the time it went on to gross 47 million dollars at the u.s box office so adjusted adjusted for today's money that's got to be the best roi ever absolutely right so adjusted to today's money you're looking at about nearly 200 million dollars 
So it's one of the most successful independent films of all time. Wow. Now, half of the budget, get this, was spent on the Panavision cameras. So they oh. wanted to give it a nice two, three, five to one sort of widescreen look. So they, they, they went with Panavision. So they spent, they invested in that. So half the budget went to the cameras. 20,000 went to Donald Pleasance, who was at the time was a man, he was in The Great Escape, you know. Donald Pleasance. Oh, Do you recognise him? Yeah, yeah, he was in the greatest. Hey, he, he was in in Bond. He was a like a famous actor. Right. So he got twenty thousand dollars for five days' work to Plus get him. Cut, in it. I hope. Well, no, he didn't. But the story was based on the movie was directed by John Carpenter as, mm. as well, by the way. And the movie was based on his experience that he had in college uh, touring a psychiatric hospital. Oh, and he never he clearly remembers meeting a child who, in his words, stared at him with a look of evil that terrified me. Wow. That's where the seed was planted for the Halloween story. Because, awesome. As you know, it starts off with Mike as a, as a child. Yes. Yeah. I've got to say, I love that. I, I love the fact that you un, uncover things like when we talked a few weeks ago about Steven Spielberg, yeah. um, you know, essentially having an idea for a movie, yeah. even though it was a crap one. Um, <laughs> like I, I, I like the idea that... Sometimes, you know, we find out that the story, uh, a great movie, started just yeah, with that idea. The germ of an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, I like that too. The original script, though, was called The Babysitter Murders. I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't have quite have the same ring to it. But get this, right? Because they had a pretty tight budget, they decided to change the script so that everything happens in one day because it's all squeezed into one money. day. Makes sense. That way you don't have to have any costume changes. Saves money. Genius. <laughs> so the, the locations are all the same location, so yeah. saves money. Yeah. So they're really smart in how they did it. I like that. Yeah. But it was also decided to make it uh, – well, to set the movie on the scariest night of the year, which happens to be Halloween. Halloween. And that's how it was changed. Okay. Now, I know you had not seen this before. Had you you'd heard of it, surely? No, I don't think you'd so. You'd not heard of Halloween, no, I feel the like movie. If you said to me, horror movie, I'd be like Friday the 13th, um, okay. Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. They're, the, they're the things that I feel like yes. Nightmare on Elm Street was my generation. Like that's the thing no, that well when that, I was like yeah. 11 or 12. That was I in the like, early to mid 80s. You're right. There yeah. you go. So, when I was like 11 or 12, yeah. which is what I'm saying. That's, yeah. That's the thing that was like, no way, okay. that's going to, that's This scary. was 1978, so yep. it was a bit before your time. Is that Just what you're touch, saying, mate? Let's be honest. Okay, well, the one of the producers was a guy named Mustafa Akkad. Now, he was approached by John Carpenter, yep. and he pitched him the idea, and when he said, look, I need three, the budget is $300,000. Now, mm. Mustafa Akkad is a big-time producer. Okay. And you know, produces films with Laurence Olivier, you know, and like we're like epic films okay. where they were spending three hundred thousand dollars a day. A day, on their yeah, film. right. Yeah. And he goes, mate, three hundred thousand. Here you go, son. Huh. Gave him the three hundred without thinking about it, thinking that's a bargain. And turned out that he, did he made it, well. made some coin out of it. So he said at the start he had very little interest in the actual film, but he was just really impressed with the enthusiasm of John Carpenter wow. wanting to get this movie made. And it turned out was a smash. His most successful uh, investment Investments. to return yeah. in ROI, his film career. Brilliant, yeah. Now at the time in the Chicago Sun Times, Roger Ebert said. Halloween is an absolutely merciless thriller 
a movie so violent and scary that, yes, I would compare it to Psycho. Okay. That's a pretty big rap. And I'll tell you why a little bit later why that's a big rap for John Carpenter. Okay. The Hollywood Reporter said, Carpenter creates excellent tension throughout and he avoids excessive blood and gore mm. in the murder sequences. Did you notice that? Uh, mate, we'll get to that. The violent actions are mostly implied more than graphically depicted, which serves to heighten the effect. Also budget. You've got to admit, but, right? But it, it reminds me of, do you remember when we did the Jaws podcast yeah. and the shark wouldn't bloody work? Yeah. That, mean, that meant you didn't see the shark for the first 45 minutes of the movie, yeah. which added to the tension, added to it all. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind yeah. of a blessing cool. in disguise. This, I think, is similar to that. No, I agree. All righty. This is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to take a deep dive. We're going to, to stab at this movie. Oh. A bit. <laughs> if you haven't seen Halloween, I'll be very surprised if you haven't. You can catch it on Fetch. And this is a great example, this movie, of the, the entertainment box that Fetch is. We've talked about free-to-air TV. Uh, subscription um, t- television packages, recording things, the movies you can rent or buy, the movie box. But streaming services are one of the great things, one of the things we all use so much today. But we all have different subscriptions. In this day and age, we're also rationalising whether or not we have one, two or three subscription. We might cut back. What you can do with your Fetch box is search for Halloween and then it'll say to you, it'll give you the options on how to watch it. You can rent it in the movie store. You can buy it in the movie store. You can stream it on Prime. You can stream it on Stan. You can stream it on Netflix. So this is a great example. This is one of those movies that's that's available on multiple streaming services. So it's really a matter of, oh, I don't have Prime. I don't have Netflix. I'm going to use Stan. Or I've got Netflix and Stan. I'm going to use whichever one you want. doesn't matter. And that's what makes it so easy to use. Search for a movie, find a movie, and find out where you want to watch it based on your subscriptions. Other people might choose to buy a movie like this on their Fetchbox so they've got it forever to watch. But other uh, people like me will just go, you know what? I don't contemplate potentially watching this again. I'm going <laughs> to just, just fire rent, rent up it? Stan and ah, watch this streaming. one on streaming. Okay. Check it out. All the details at fetchtv.com.au. And, of course, you can buy your own Fetch box from major tech retailers and many internet service providers. All right. Well, you've now sat through Halloween, mm-hmm. mate. Yep. And be honest. Don't give away the movie. How hard was it? Were you surprised? Were you expecting it to be scarier? What was your first impression? So I'll give my wrap of the movie later. My impressions of the movie in terms of what I think you made it up to be, not the storyline, but just the the horror film. Did I scare you or did I? Did I scare you with it? This was (laughs) lame. Like I'm disappointed I didn't watch this with Jacko. This Uh, was – I got scared once and I'll talk about when that was during the run through. (laughs) Um, One one time that made me jump. Okay. Um, I, I was disappointed by the the blood, lack and of blood. lack of blood. You wanted more. No, okay, disappointed in terms of what you built it up to be. Ah. But it but it was absolutely perfect for what I want. Because yeah. that review is perfect. It, it actually sums it up. It, it didn't. It was implied. A lot of yeah. what was understood was implied, and yep. I think that was great storytelling. Let alone cinematography. Yeah, and, and directing. It, and it was obviously they had the tight budget, so they had to make some shortcuts that turned yeah. out to be a good, good, uh, good result for them. But I, I, I do. I love the storyline. Yeah. I, I like the the concept of the story. I, yeah. Like I would have been the same with the you know writing a check. I would have been like, mate, great story. Yeah, here's a check. You know, make it happen. Um, but yeah, and I, I, if this 
So what I ne- going forward after we after we've pr- done this, but I need to now we need a new threshold for describing, okay, you know, horror. Or, so you want or, the genre a b- better description? The, this is obviously a horror genre. It's horror. okay. Well, I would say to yeah. you, if this horror is horror, thriller. I'm all in on horror because okay. well, I'm not scared by it. But well, the the, yeah. the challenge is, I'm pretty sure there's levels. There's degrees yeah? of horror. Yeah. So yeah. The, and this has got to be okay. baseline, right? If this if if there's if it's a one to ten horror, yeah, this is a two. This is a two and a half. Okay. It, it, yeah. There are there are tens which you would never watch at gunpoint. Or no, I thanks. know that, yep. but mm-hmm. might sneak one in. I don't know. So there we go. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, so so, so what's your tweet great, on this great. one? Uh, you know, Halloween is not just a time to um, celebrate uh, lollies at your doorstep. <laughs> um, enjoy uh, a thrill uh, with a 1978 <laughs> classic. Uh, but don't be worried. It's not don't as, be worried. It's not as gruesome as you might think. Yeah. And I, I think, think gruesome's yeah. the word because yeah. otherwise it is scary. There are scary it's moments. It's more psychological horror than like graphic horror. And yeah. I think that the cool thing is that there's a lot of moments which we'll talk about where you're like, oh, my God, I oh no, no, don't want that. You don't know, do you're that. Like, don't yeah, go exactly. in there. A lot yeah. of those things. Yeah. So oh, that, that's I think that's cool. Mate, I saw this as a teenager. We didn't really? see the movie. Saw it. This was one of the very first VHS videos I ever watched. Okay. So this came out, was on video in the early 80s. Yeah. And that's where I caught it. I was like 13 or something. So I was young. Yeah. And uh, it's been a regular rewatch. I don't, I don't, I, I like, I really respect the fact that they did a lot with a little. You know what I mean? They really stretched the dollar. Yeah. They were very creative to make it into I a love bigger movie. That part of this story, the fact that you're yeah. able to describe the things like, like, you know. Saving money on costumes, saving money on yeah. locations. I love that. And there's more other I've got, things you've they got did to, too. You've got to say that the gore part of it. I bet you that was a debate. But mate, yeah. if we do that, it's going to cost this or whatever. Yeah, yeah true. Like, true. Absolutely. That. Right. Let's get into the casting call. Mm. And Jamie Lee Curtis, who plays Laurie, she, as I said, it was a very first film. Did you say that to me last week? I feel like you've mentioned I that at was, some yeah. point, she or maybe was it was during um, uh, the the other one we watched with her. The yeah, La- Fish Called Wanda. Uh, Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. Um, you might have mentioned it there. That, yeah. that she was in this. She, She's very young in well, this. Well, get this right. Remember how the the review before mentioned Psycho? Mm. John Carpenter hired Jamie Lee Curtis. He was a massive Alfred Hitchcock fan. Okay. And obviously a massive fan of Psycho. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother is Janet Lee. Who was in Psycho? Oh, you, yeah, that's the woman who was stabbed yes. in the shower. That's her mother. Wow. So he's thinking, how good's this? This is the best I've ever. Got, I've got the the daughter of the woman in Psycho in my movie, <laughs> right? But it goes further, right? His his fandom for Psycho. Yeah. You know Donald Pleasant's character. Yeah. Was named Doctor Sam Loomis. Right. That character that was her mother's. Janet Lee's secret lover in in Psycho, his name in the movie was Sam Loomis. Oh my god! So that's that's what he did there. You're wild. He he copied the name because he's such a fan of the movie. For it to be compared to Psycho, is there a website that just goes into all those? Uh, doesn't unpack every movie. It just yeah. talks about the like in uh, Pixar world. There's some there's room name, like A one one three or something. There's all these room names uh, from when they were at uni. A like character that they names. include in everything. Like yeah. it's on a rego plate or yeah. something. Yeah, I know a lot of Disney movies do that, but no, I don't. I don't think there is. Yeah, but cool. um, Donald Pleasance and you, you, he played Sam Loomis, the Doctor. And he was in The Great Escape. Did you mm. did you not recognise him? I recognised him. He was the guy that, that lost his eyesight, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. He was also in You Only Live Twice. He was a Bond villain, so he was Blofeld in You Only Live Twice. Okay. He was in Halloween Two. Did the, when he so he was hired to do the movie Five Days Work. He did all of his scenes in five days, 
which adds up to 18 minutes of screen time. But get this right. According, this is from the, from the set. The crew were saying that he would drink two bottles of wine before doing each scene. And they're thinking, how is this bloke going to walk and talk, let alone, you know, how is he going to function? But um, apparently he, uh, he pulled it off. Yeah, he was uh, to get in he character, was a, he or is he a, just an alcoholic? I just think he's a functioning alcoholic. Wow! Yeah, so he was on the drink. Now the scene, remember when he was uh, in the in the car talking to the nurse? Yeah, that was when he had a solid solid drink as well. Okay. What Carpenter, the director, was a bit worried that he would be in, he you wouldn't be able to understand what he's saying. Uh-huh. But he uh, it it actually turned out pretty well. Yeah, did okay. I mean, I didn't notice that he was off. His did dial. pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they're the two main stars to talk about. The rest yep. are pretty uh, pretty much unknown. And we're going to get to the run through. But before we do that, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that is High Sense. Now, I I get asked so often, I'm after a new TV. What do you think? And I always suggest High Sense. They've got some great technology in their TVs, and in 2023. They're taking their mini LED game to the next level. They're going to have a new range of TVs called the ULEDX with a new and improved mini LED. Now, mini LED is a backlighting technology that can provide amazing color and amazing clarity so that what you're viewing looks even better. So a really good picture quality uh, combined with the QLED quantum dot color produces unbelievable pictures, great contrast, more than a billion shades of colour. So all the movies that we talk about, you can see them in all their glory on a Hisense TV. They also include Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10+. So if you're watching 4K, you're getting even better quality right there because it can support those technologies. And if you're a sports fan, auto sports mode automatically detects that you're watching sport goes to 200 hertz so that your viewing of your sport and even action films, all those fast-paced things, smooth as silk. And, of course, if you're into your gaming, Hisense has got you covered there too with Game Mode Pro, which offers HDMI 2.1, so you can run 4K games at 120 hertz. Also has variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode, and AMD FreeSync technology built into the TV. So your best gaming monitor is the Hisense TV in your lounge room. It's also running the VDAR U6 operating system. So it allows you to get to your content quickly and even can suggest different content. It learns your, your viewing habits and makes some great recommendations as well. So if you are in the market for a new TV, get down to your electronic store, stand in front of the Hisense TVs we talk about here on the best movies you've never seen and check it out for yourself or head to their website, highsense.com.au. Trevor, are you ready to go? Have you brought your pumpkin with you? I am jack-o'-lantern ready. <laughs> now, one thing, the first thing that hits you when this movie starts is they've got a credit sequence at the start, uh-huh. but the big thing that hits your ears is the music. Can I give you a guess who composed this music? One of those big names from like Star Wars. Nope. It was John Carpenter the himself. Director. The director composed that music. What, you're sitting there on a little Casio going, this sounds he, right. He had a go. Now, here's the thing. When he showed the finished film without the music to an studio executive, they said... We didn't find it scary. 
It needs yeah, to be it stereo. Needs that. It needed the music. And so after the film was released, that same executive watched it again with the music and said, you know what? You did it. That made it. The music built my anticipation and all these things in the movie. Yeah, so right. it actually it, it works. So that music, which is by the hand of the director, John Carpenter, that's pretty is an rare. iconic part of the movie. Now, as we mentioned, this was in the credits, you see, introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. So yeah. it was her very first film. And the movie opens in Haddonfield, Illinois. This is a fictional town. There's no Haddonfield in Illinois. Haddonfield is actually in New Jersey, which is the hometown of the screenwriter, Deborah Hill. Deborah Hill wrote the film and she's a co-producer. She is from Haddonfield, New Jersey, but they decided to set it in Illinois but film it in California. <laughs> so we'll talk more about that a little bit okay. later too. Now, it opens on Halloween night, 1963. Now, did you see this? Did you like this point of view of this person walking, walking to the front the door. door of the house yep. and looks in a window? There's a girl and guy making out on the couch and yep. they go upstairs. And I've, I Actually, I really, really like this as a way of opening yeah. it because – you don't. You don't, you don't know who go, that especially is. Especially going back to the se- late seventies here, I don't feel like you got a lot of POV stuff. No, do you know what I mean? This was that kind felt of like new. a very, very new, new way to do it. So we see this person <clears throat> grabbing a knife from the drawer. Yep. Now, do you remember they were making out on the on the couch? Went upstairs. That this person has had time to walk to the back door, grab the knife, come back out again. The guy comes the guy downstairs and goes right yeah. now. The oh, boyfriend. Mate, I've got questions. Yeah, but the, anyway. the, boyfriend, <laughs> the boyfriend says good night from the from the stairs. Uh, that means he was upstairs for one minute and six seconds. Mate, he's done very well. He's fast. Eh? He's doubled down. <laughs> I thought, geez, that was quick, wasn't it? it? Takes thirty seconds to get dressed <laughs> and undressed, I guess. Because then, then he goes upstairs and you realise I wouldn't have left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Holy jeez! What you see though is a clown mask on the floor. That's right. So he picks where it up. did that come from? Okay. So no, no. He well, he the, yeah. the, the boyfriend had that because ah, downstairs okay. when they were making out on the couch, the yeah. boyfriend oh, put, put it, it on and kissed her in it and stuff, and okay. then they ran upstairs. That's so right. So what I what I pictured okay. that you, that was unseen was they ran upstairs, you know, cuddling and stuff, and he's thrown the the mask on the floor, yeah. and they've started. Uh, Hello, do your yeah, best. How are you going? Hmm. So we go upstairs. We see this beautiful naked woman brushing her hair. I'm just going to say to you, I, I, as much as I appreciate the scene, <laughs> felt very unrealistic. Really? I don't, I, I'll be honest with she you. She wouldn't be brushing her hair after I she'd think just she'd done be, the business? Or? She'd be wearing a nighty. You she would have thrown something on. Okay. I just don't believe, and maybe I'm just well, naive here, but well, I just don't believe a lot of young girls slash women okay. sit in front of a mirror naked. Rushing the hair, but anyway, okay. for the for the movie, I appreciated each, it. Each to their own. It I set say. me up for a good viewing. I was excited. But she turns around and says, "Michael, yeah. like she obviously knows him." Yes. And then he proceeds to start stabbing her to death. And you're thinking, "What the hell's gone there?" And this is the first moment I, I'm 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 now going. Wait, was that it? <laughs> was that the was that the murder? Yeah. Because it was like a like you could yeah. you could hear it more than you could see it. Like the True. sound here yeah, was actually was, more. Was, yeah, you sort of didn't see. You didn't see you the, saw the hand entry. movements. Yeah, yeah, but you saw the blood on her when chest she when, she, when, when she, she was, was on, the, on ground. the ground. But yeah. again, it wasn't. This was my first point of going. Hang on, is that horror? Because <laughs> if that's horror, well, I think the shock of it. You're I'm thinking, okay with it. This person, although right. it was a dead giveaway when he grabs the knife downstairs. Well, it was. What are you going to grab the knife someone for? Someone was going to die. Something's yeah. going to happen up here, and uh, so he goes back downstairs, and then the he sees a car pull up, and it's and. What you're assuming it's is this person's parents arrive. Yeah. And then I love how the camera sort of unmasks the, this person 
who turns out to be a kid yeah. and the camera pulls back and you just see this kid dressed up as a clown holding a bloody knife. Yeah. Right? Now, that little kid, when they were shooting the scenes for the start of the movie, so that POV scenes, mm. that they're all from Michael's point of view, that six-year-old actor didn't, uh, didn't agree. They couldn't get him on the day to film that. So the, the first person stuff you're seeing, when there's a hand in it, that's actually Deborah Hill's hand, the, the co-writer, the writer oh. and producer. So it's her hand picking stuff up, not <laughs> the kid. But the kid that's filmed at the end, yeah, right. he could only make it for that scene. But you leave with the presumption that this kid is the, is the child of those parents. I, I, yeah. I left with the assumption that he's just killed his sister and his yeah. parents have pulled up after being out at dinner. Yeah. That's what that yeah. was kind of where I left that assumption. That, and and you're right, but we, we though yeah. The other thing that made me go, hang on a minute, maybe they just know this kid because everyone you realise through the movie it's a very small, close knit community. Yeah. Um, and it's also back in the day you just did. Yeah. Maybe they just know the kid as a neighbour because remember the whole walking up and walking around the yeah. like it didn't seem like he lived there. Yes. No, I agree with you. Yeah. You, you thought this is a stranger coming into a stranger's house. You don't know. Because we don't really yeah. ever find out whether who those two people, the, the, the two people that pull up in the car. Well, there's his parents. Are they? They, they will, in, in the sort of the, the general feel, you, I think you, we talk later about how, you know, there's a time jump, but you hear later how it's his family who was involved with the, fa the family. Right. Okay. So they're talking about how the family okay, dealt that. with it. But um, time jump to, October 30, yeah. 1978. So this so we started literally to we started time, in 63. Yeah, so started yeah. in 63 then came mm -hmm. to present day. So what's that 15 years later? Smith's Grove Illinois, the car driving up in the rain, nurse and our man Donald Pleasance in the car, Dr. Yep. Sam Loomis, and I like the sign Illinois State Hospital and they're chatting away about what they can expect from uh, their patient they're visiting. The only thing that ever bothers me is their gibberish. And they start raving on and on. You haven't anything to worry about. He hasn't spoken a word in 15 years. So from that you get that this is his doctor, so he knows well, who he, he knows. Well, I, I was uh, yeah. a, a little confused at this point because we had the time jump. Yep. Then we had him saying he hasn't spoken 15 years, but then you have them having this conversation about um, him not ever wanting him out. And so I was yep. actually, I'm like, hang on a minute, wait. Was there a time jump or is this like their doc, the, the treating doctor trying to make sure that when when it goes to court he gets yeah, put? Yeah, no, it was – I think like, what – I was confused by that well, conversation. I the reason they were going to the to the hospital, it was 15 years. He might have had a parole hearing. Right. They don't want him to go. See, so that, she's, I think he mentions what are you going to give him in court. So what drug are you going right. to give him? That's right. There's a court. They yeah. mentioned court. It, it means he won't speak. He won't be able to speak. He hasn't spoken for 15 years. So what's that's the difference? True. So that's yeah. why I was confused because they mentioned court, but you're right. It could well easily yeah. could be. Could have been a parole hearing. Parole 15 hearing. years. Fair call. So they get there and all, all like they're getting to the hospital. And like says, oh, the, the entrance is 200 metres up the left and there's all pa pa patients in white gowns walking yeah. around thinking, what has it been? An escape or like a yeah. breakout here? It's very strange. And they're thinking, hang on, what's happened here? And then you see someone climbs up on top of the car mm. and then smashes the, or tries to grab the nurse through the window, yep. climbs up on the car, smashes the window, right? Yep. Now that little bit there, right, did you see how the hand hit the window? Mm. Now to ensure that window broke, um, the what if you look really closely, there's, there's a wrench. Oh, really? Sticky tape to his forearm. Like they painted it skin color. It was painted flesh color. 
And so he, when it hits the window, it breaks the window. I, see, I don't think you can break a window with a with a flat hand like and, that. Well, and also I don't believe that was how a window breaks. Yeah, it, looked, it sort of broke in pieces. <clears throat> it didn't break in yeah, squares. Yeah, it, it was a bit it different. Was, it was the seventies, mate. It's different back then. Okay. So uh, he's on top of the car now, and she runs away. He gets in and says, Steals the "I'm gun. out. Yeah. <laughs> see you later." So back to Haddonfield, and we see Laurie for the first time. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. Heading to on her way to school. Now her dad comes out and says, "Don't forget to drop off the keys at the Myers place." Now yeah. the dad, it said, uh, Strode Real- Realty on his so, car. Yeah, yeah. So he, that's her dad. So her name is Laurie Strode, and the old man is the real estate agent. So she had to go buy the house to put the key under the mat. Maybe someone was going to inspect it or something. Maybe yep. the doctor was going to come. Yeah, yep. we don't know why. But she's walking along with this young kid, and she's uh, it's obviously she's his babysitter. And she's, oh, you are you gonna? Can we make jack o' lanterns? Can we watch a monster movie? So you know, okay, she's very the clearly babysitting tonight. Yeah. yeah, they go by the Myers house, and uh, the little kid's a little bit spooked. You're not supposed to go up there. Yes, I am. Uh uh-uh. uh, that's spook house. Just watch. You hear that sound in the background? Now that that music that music. That's a haunted house. He said awful stuff happened there once. So the, the kid referring to awful happened there once, yeah. the, the murder. The music brrr, kicks in when you see his head come into frame. Did, did you think, oh, God, there's someone there? And yeah. you heard him breathing. Did you hear the breathing as yeah. well? Yeah. So that you think, hang on a minute, something's happening here. But uh, someone is inside. The what, what we see there later is as Laurie's walking away, the you see this figure standing there on the footpath just watching her. And that's creepy. That, that's what creeped me out is when you see him just standing there. Yeah. I, like I, in every, various parts of the movie. Those moments made me go, I'm, someone's got to see this, right? <laughs> He's standing there. Someone, yeah. this is a close-knit neighbourhood. No one notices this bloke standing there. Maybe it's strange. Maybe not. Now, I mentioned this was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's very first film. Hmm. Now, she was quite young and she was apparently really disappointed with her performance. She, was, she says, they're going to fire me. I'm so bad. They're going to fire me. But the opposite, uh, John Carpenter, she went, she, he said oh, it was great. Yeah, it, it helps that she's the daughter of Janet Lee, who he idolised in Psycho. So uh, Carpenter oh. called. Like the, she got a call thinking, oh, I'm going to get fired. It was Carpenter calling to say, congratulations. He was really happy with how it, everything went. I'll be honest. And good on you. I think, and I think you can. I could actually, you could actually see how she would think that. Yeah. You could see how she would think this is not my best performance. But here's why that's okay because they're teenagers, like they're yeah. playing the role of teenagers. I think you could overact it, whereas this felt real, and yeah. I like that about it. The, next, the teenager performance. Next scene, we're at the institute, and the doctor talking to some other guy about what's happened. I'm not responsible, Sam. Oh, no. I told him how dangerous you he was. You couldn't have two roadblocks and an all-points bulletin wouldn't stop a five-year-old. Well, he was your patient, Doctor. If precautions weren't strong enough, you should have told somebody. I told everybody! Nobody listened. There's nothing else I can do. You can get back in there and get back on that telephone, tell him exactly who walked out of here last night, and tell him exactly where he's going. Probably going. I'm wasting my time. Now. Sam Haddonfield is 150 miles away from here. Now, now, for God's sakes, he can't drive a car. He was doing very well last night. Maybe someone around here gave him lessons. <laughs> now, did you notice something here where the doctor parked? 
in a oh. handicapped space. Oh, okay. Uh, there's an episode of Seinfeld where that turned out very, very badly. Very badly for, yes. When, he, when he's seen coming out, Remember? there's no re- evidence why he needs to do that. No. Well, I don't know whether they just, for the filming purposes, they thought, I'll oh, just park it here, we'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> but I notice, handicap, I, I always notice he's parked in the handicapped space. Now, we're in the classroom. Laurie's in the class. And again, she looks out the window. This is what adds to the creep factor of this yes, movie, right? A few of these she looks out the sightings. movie and the, he's, they, what they call him, his character is referred to as the shape. The shape is standing there wearing this white mask and standing behind a car. Mm. So she's sort of in there. She answers a question, looks back, he's gone. Now, the mask that he wore was actually a Captain Kirk mask. Really? The William Shatner mask that they took and bleached and changed. They 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 sort of took all the all the hair off it, cut the eyes a bit wider, you like scrubbed it and bleached it so that it'd be pure white. But huh. it was originally a Captain Kirk mask. As in a mask you put on at Halloween yeah, to look like to Captain look like Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Wow. But they painted it, took the hair off it. And adapted it, cut the whole eye holes bigger, so that it would not, would would look a bit creepier. But wow. yeah, but it was originally a, a Captain Kirk mask. So uh, the the guy's gone. Uh, we see another scene where the kids are leaving. Here are the kids, right? This young kid carrying his pumpkin. Oh, and he gets and he gets bullied. bullied. These kids, and he falls and, oh, over, the, the boogeyman's going to get you. Mm. And there, anyway, trips and smashes the pumpkin. But do you like how one of the kid runs off and runs straight into the shape, the man? So you think, oh, and again, music comes up and you think, oh, geez, who's this? Did that get you too? No. <laughs> uh, we see the car, though, that he stole, and you see that it's got this seal of Illinois and it says for official use only. It's kind of he your gets confirmation in. that yeah, he is the one him. that stole the car that night. It's just it's just linkages back together rather yeah. than assuming. And he's following the boy he drives down. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Um, I don't know the boy doesn't notice, but yeah. whatever. Next scene is the doctor uh, at, the, at a phone box. He's on his way. You've got to believe me, officer. He is coming to Haddonfield. Because I know him. I'm his doctor. You must be ready for him. If you don't, it's your funeral. So no one seen, no one wants to listen to this doctor, eh? Well, I mean... His, his theory of where know. he's going, no one seems to be paying attention, but... Did you see what happens right after this? Yeah. He sees, he sees this, the old truck. Yeah, patient gown in a tree. He grabs the a truck. The, what did it say on the truck? Phelps Garage. Yeah, it was a garage. Yeah. Stock. It was a mechanic's truck. Yeah. The gown was actually, I think, hanging over the door of the truck. So he yeah. grabs it and he's like, hang on a minute. And then he walks away, but the camera pans just to the right and you see, you see a body in yeah. the bushes. A bloodied body in the bushes. And he's obviously taken the overalls. Because you know the shapes wearing well, you, this, these overalls. That's right. So yeah, you so see he's the given up his gown, yeah. and then he's got his overalls on. That's a pretty smart move. The Phelps garage, yeah, yeah. dead giveaway in a white gown. So uh, we see Laurie and her friends walking back. There's apparently a dance on uh, at uh, at that night or the night after uh, at Haddonfield High School. Yeah. They're walking home together. Another girl catches up. And did you like this bit where the car comes around the corner and she said, "Hey, jerk speed kills," and, and it was it, it was the, it was the shapes car. Yeah. And it stops, and the music picks up again. You're thinking, oh, if he reverses here, we're in. <laughs> what's happening? He stops, but then he drives off again. That was a bit creepy. Um, they're walking down the street, and what? who do they see? Standing up there behind a hedge. Well, one of them sees. Yeah. Old mate. Yeah, old mate. We'll call him old mate. 
And then she's but screaming then, but out then, to he say, says, hey, there's creep. someone there, but the girl, other yeah. girl turns around. She's like, there's no one here. There you but go. she pretends there is. Oh, but she, she runs up ahead, yeah. Hey, creep. Laurie, dear. He wants to talk to you. <laughs> he wants to take you out tonight. <laughs> that was a nice G-up. Uh, but then we, I love how the Laurie, as she's walking home, she bumps into someone. I love the little bumps and the, the grabbing yeah. by the shoulder. You think, oh my God, who's that? And it turned out to be Mr. Brackett. And he goes, look, sorry, didn't mean to scare you. Um, I love how Laurie's coming home and she hears these voices. You think, what the hell? Who are these? And it's the kids trick-or-treating. Did you yeah. notice that? I like the, this was a really uh, good, I guess you could still call it exposition, even this, yep. this far into the movie. Where it's one of the girls peels off and goes home, yeah, and that's where she bumps into a dad who's a cop. Yeah. So you kind of have this instant connection between the yeah. girls and the local law enforcement, yep, which obviously becomes part of the movie. But then when Laurie goes home, I mean, she goes up to a bedroom and she looks down in her yard, and there's that same person, oh, creepy guy, yeah, looking up at her. Then she turns away, and then boom, he's and then she looks back. Yeah, and but then the phone. His typical rings. trick is that. Okay, so she's goes, been freaked out by old mate appearing yeah. and disappearing in, in the <laughs> in, through the window. <laughs> yeah, and then the phone rings and yeah. it's one. It's like a it's a current day buddy scam call. But anyway, yeah. it's a prank call back in the day. Yeah. who's this? Who's this? Hangs up, and then it rings again, and she's like, "Oh, it was Annie. It was, was Annie." Friend, yeah. It's like, "What'd you do Why that did to you me for? for? Yeah, 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 what are you? What are you doing? Didn't have a connection, mate. So yeah. they needed a mobile phone, probably." Um, Laurie, you're seen, is leaving the house with a big pump. She's obviously on her way to do the to, for babysitting. Now, here's the thing here, right? The film was made in spring 1978. Yeah. And the crew had a tough time Finding getting a pumpkins. pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. So what they did, um, there were only three that they could they could find. And the scene where one is broken, that had to be done in one take because they didn't have another one to waste. Yeah. And the crew then got another type of green pumpkin and just painted it orange. Wow. So they could get away with the, having Bloody a pumpkin made. It's a low budget. And we know she's on her way to babysit. She's sitting there waiting to be picked up. She sees the kids trick-or-treating again. Annie arrives to pick her up. Yep. Next scene is when the doctor wants to – is arriving at the cemetery. In a beautiful in a, in a 2002 nice Beamer. You, you BMW. Like 2002 is not the yeah, year. Right, it's okay. the model. Nice model. Beautiful. So he's doing very well, the doing doctor. very well. Pretty good. Um, there, and look, I never know why this is. I think, well – we kind of the question's answered here where he's walking to Judith Myers' grave. Yeah, Myers, Judith Myers. I remember her. Couldn't believe such a young boy. Larry, you lost? Why do they do it? Goddamn kids. They do anything for Halloween. <laughs> Those graves. Oh, I know. 1819. Judith Myers. They realised that the, yeah. the girl that was killed at the start of the movie, that was her grave. We now know that's her grave. The headstone's been stolen. Yeah. So he's thinking, well, I wonder who did this. Yeah. So anyway, he's back. Um, the Laurie and Anne are in the car. They, I like how they're sharing a little smoke. Laurie's having a bit of a cough. She sees her old man. She goes, oh, quick, put it out. Yeah, but there's been some incident at the uh, at the hardware store. What happened? What? What happened? Oh, uh, somebody broke into the hardware store. Probably kids. You blame everything on kids. Well, now all they took was some Halloween mask, uh, rope, and a couple of knives. Well, who do you think it was? <laughs> so, so rope and a couple of knives and a Halloween mask. Oh, I wonder who that was. I uh, love that. But here's another bit that I love. 
where the girls drive away. Did yep. you notice this bit where Sam Loomis arrives to investigate? And he's, it's like just this. So he's cr- facing oh, the camera. Sliding doors moment where it's like, yeah. mate, you've just missed the car. The car drives behind The car him. that you were in. He stole the car, was behind him. Behind, they should have said, behind <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> so anyway, the girls are talking about the dance tomorrow night and how Laurie should ask somebody. She's getting pressured. Um, and they're being followed by the stolen car. Did you notice this? Oh, yeah. So old mate, the sh- slash shape, slap, slash Mike Myers, stops <laughs> and gets out. Right? Yes. So here we are, though. Next scene is in the Myers in, house. Inside. Now, now don't, remember, don't forget, the doctor's expecting Myers, Mike Myers to come back to his the house. Idea, his idea, yeah. his assumption, the doctor's assumption yeah. this whole time yep. is that he's escaped He's got a car. He's coming to the house. He's going back. He's going back home. To the scene of the crime. He's yep. going back home. You're right, because yeah. it's his home. It's his home. And apparently no one's lived there since 1963. Old rundown house. Now get this. Did you notice there was the, they didn't show you, but they they described there was a dead dog inside. Did you notice this? No, and they says, yeah, oh, it's right, still yeah. it's still warm. And I think Loomis says, Oh, he must have been hungry. So they're they're implying that Mike Myers came, killed a dog, and ate part of it. In the mm. house, you never see the dog. You never see anything yeah. in that part. They go upstairs, and then he says, "Oh, it happened in here." Now, be honest. Did you shit yourself in this next bit when the window smashed really suddenly? Yeah, because something was thrown through the window. It wasn't. It was a loose gutter. It, was, it looked like swung, a, it was a yeah, loose gutter. Swung and my down. Thing did you, what was, did you did? You jump or not? No. <laughs> my you thing liar. here was. <laughs> Seriously, mate. This house has been abandoned for 15 years and today's yeah, the need, day a gutter some, falls. Needs some maintenance. Uh, yeah, I just felt like the timing but was a bit, uh, how's did, your father? Did you like that, how the doctor, doctor pull, pulls the, the gun? One, he's standing with a cop and it's a doctor that pulls the gun. <laughs> you must think me a very sinister doctor. <laughs> oh, I, I do have proven. Seems to me you're just plain scared. Yes. Yeah, I, I am... Uh, I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. What do we do? He's been here once tonight. I think he'll come back. So sure, mate. It's a good, I'll, I'll stay here and wait for him. It's a brilliant yeah. scene for two reasons. One, I reckon that scene... Uh, pays for that for for old mate because he's such mm. a good actor. Like it shows mm. there, yeah. he's a level above everyone. Oh, else, of course, right? yeah, yeah. But but more that importantly, it completely fills in all the gaps. Yeah. So he said he because was because we learn we learn that easy we learn they tried, yeah, and then they realised he was uh, yeah. lost cause. Lost, lost case, or, yeah. Like it's it's a great little like what it's, is it? It's forty good seconds. Yeah. Now that was a good a good scene where you're getting a bit of background of what's yeah. happened there. Uh, we uh, next scene is Laurie babysitting. She's reading a story to young. I think his name is his name Tommy. Anyway, the boy yeah. pulls out his comics. Remember, she he was bored with the book. Yeah. He, he pulled yeah. out, every one of those comics wasn't real. You mm. know, Atomic Man and Nuclear—they were all fictional. Phone rings. It's Annie. 
Um, and I love how the dog's barking at something on Annie's end. Yes. The dog's barking. She's saying, look, um, you're coming to this dance tomorrow night. I've spoken. She's already, she's she's already, already hooked up a, a date. She's goes, called a boy for her, basically. Ben. You're, you're going to go with him. Um, the, uh, the, I like how the, while the she's on the phone kid. to Annie, the boy looks out the window and old mate slash shape is there. Sees right? him standing looking at the other right house. Right at the house, yeah. And he says, yeah. oh, hang on. He says, I think I saw the boogeyman. Yeah. And then he has another look and oopsie, he's gone. Um, but he's outside Anne's house now. Remember, she he goes around her place. Did you like the fact that when she was talking on the phone to, to Laurie, she spills a little something on her shirt mm. and goes, oh, I've made a mess. I'm and she strips off. off. I'm like, I'm thinking, wow. All right, that's if a good extreme. My wife would just spill a little <laughs> dob of bloody tomato sauce. <laughs> she goes, oh, I've got to go to the look. She takes her top off, everything off. She's down to, down, to a, down to a red Grundy's. And <laughs> she calls out to Lindsay, who's watching TV, and a little yeah, girl yeah. in the house. Um, she gets undressed, puts on a shirt, like a man's shirt. Yeah. Um, but you hear, though, a sound outside. The shape's outside, and he knocks down a plant. Yeah. And you think, oh, dog goes outside and barks at him. And what does he do? He kills, kills the, the dog. Kills the dog. But, but what's interesting is I feel like he doesn't just, you know, stab the dog oh, no, in the heart. He, like he strangles, he strangles it. Yeah, because yeah, the dog is hanging. Like can you can you see, believe, yeah, and then it's it like if still. you imagine, you know, someone standing. You're only seeing. You see from the ground to his, yeah. maybe his thighs. Yeah. But you see the the ass of the dog and its legs yeah. dangling, motionless. You don't kill dogs in movies, mate. I don't, I don't like. Yeah, that. really. That's you the bit. You that... shouldn't do that. Wow. You shouldn't do that. There's been movies changed because they killed the dog in that. They change movies. Wow. Yeah, okay. I'll, I think that's a big call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Killing as many humans as you want, but don't kill. A dog. <laughs> don't kill a dog. Leave the dog alone. Uh, Laurie is watching the thing, the thing with Tommy, and uh, she's explaining that uh, all about boogeyman. What about the boogeyman? There's no such thing. Richie said he was coming after me tonight. Do you believe everything Richie tells you? No. <laughs> Tommy, Halloween night, it's when people play tricks on each other. It's all make-believe. I think Richie was just trying to scare you. I saw the boogeyman. I saw him outside. There was nobody outside. There was. What did he look like? The boogeyman. <laughs> what did he look like? The boogeyman. That's exactly say, what it was. Can we make the jack-o'-lantern now? And anyway, Annie, who is near naked, putting her dirty clothes in the wash. Yeah, that's a struggle. Mike Myers is outside the door. And she said, who's there? The door, the door slams in that little laundry in the outside yeah. laundry room and she's locked she in that room now, in there. right? But get this, right? She tries she the tries window to, open to get a window. out and she gets stuck in the yeah. window like, hello, I mean, it's how a, do you do that? The director's a, he's a good director because <laughs> she's not wearing any pants. Yeah, so she's just wearing her panties and she's stuck in a window. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Lindsay, the, fo- the phone rings inside. Lindsay answers the phone and tells Annie, Annie, you got a call. She actually goes out to, to see her. Um, and she goes into the yeah. into the thing and says, "You locked yourself in. <laughs> you what are you doing?" Like she's looking at out. she's this young girl, maybe uh, nine or ten, looking at the babysitter, going, "You're an idiot." Yeah, but the call was from her boyfriend Paul. That's right. And saying, she says, "You know, we're going to go pick him up. So get your coat. I'm going to take you to Laurie and Tommy's house so she can look after you, so she can pick up Paul and uh, you know, yeah, maybe have a have a have a, a rendezvous. You had a rendezvous anyway." Old mate slash shape slash Mike Myers is watching them still. They're uh, making the jack-o'-lantern. Yep. Um, 
And uh, I think Laurie's getting a bit of herself. You got to call back Ben, and she she says no, I can't. Laurie says so. You got to call Ben back. I don't want to go. She says I can't. I'm picking up Paul. Catch you later. So the kids now being yeah. dropped off. So the Lindsay's so, with Tommy and Laurie. So Jamie and Lee Curtis is looking after both kids. Correct. And it's time for uh, she's going to go and to, to go the car. and uh, get the car, which she parked out the back of the house in the garage. That's right. She's like she goes. Oh, I've got to go get the key. Remember, she forgot the key. Had to go back yes, in the house did. to get the key. But this is uh, let me let me yes. just say something very cool thing that, that that's observed but not obvious here. Yes. But it, it's, it's rather obvious. But you know, she she pulls the handle on the car and it's yeah. locked. She goes back to get the key. Yeah. She comes back and she opens the door. Yeah. And that's that's actually the first. I think that's more scary than anything else. Yeah. Because it's like, hang on a minute, you got was, the key, open. and now it's open. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah. How is that not? How Freaky. is that not the scariest moment for her? Yeah. That the car was open. But there's another hint here. Do you see the other hint? The, yeah. So he gets in, and the the cars all the windows all fogged up, up. So someone's in there. So she's like trying to yeah. unfog it, and that's then she's gone. Then yeah, uh, my, the Mike slash shape slash old mate grabs her, and uh, she I like she's she's hitting the horn and. And I think he slashes her throat, but yes. it was it was a subtle. If it's such a thing, it was a more subtle slash of the throat. Like, might I've seen movies where they reach around the front and go, and it's a graphic throat okay, cut. Okay, okay, right? okay. I don't need that. And this didn't do that. No. But other horror movies like this of the time did it, <laughs> and that was their badge of honor. Okay. More blood and guts, right? This this is, didn't do that. The, level two is where I'm at. Level two, brother. Right, right. Level two. We're Thank gonna get you. you up to level eight. We are that. not going past <laughs> level two. <laughs> I will. I will <laughs> refuse. Now here's the next. I, I, I would love Laurie to babysit me. Okay. Now not for what you're. I'll thinking. take Anne. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> because she's watching with Tommy Forbidden Planet. To be honest, great I'd probably old, take Judith Myers first. <laughs> a great old movie, gold sci-fi movie, Forbidden, Forbidden Planet. Planet. They're watching Forbidden Planet. Love that movie. Um, Tommy goes behind the couch and and hides. He tries to scare Lindsay, right? But he looks out the window. And what does he see? Someone carrying Annie into the what house. What the hell? But see, what's interesting here is even if he had raised the alarm about this, yeah. it'd be assumed it, it's just It's the boy the who cried wolf. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I, well, is it even the if you believe him, yeah. it's like it's okay. Paul carrying oh, it's her over the threshold okay. style. Yeah, yeah. But I like how he jumped behind the couch to scare Lindsay. But he fact, looks out the window and she ends up scaring him. Yes. <laughs> and then he's in hysterics about uh, how he's claiming he saw the boogeyman. <laughs> There's no boogeyman, and if you don't stop all this, I'm gonna have to turn off the TV and send you to bed. Yeah. Nobody believes me. <laughs> I believe you, Tommy. <laughs> Lindsay, good on you, Lindsay. Good on you, Lindsay. But my point there is that if um, if uh, uh, Laurie is that Jamie Lee Cook, Laurie, yeah, Laurie had have had have looked out the window, yeah. at that time, he would have thinking, what's that? She would have just thought it's the boyfriend carrying her into the room, and she would have gone, oh, those two are up to it. Okay. Yeah, see you later. yeah, that's fair. I didn't. I really do believe that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think. What we because we know what happened, and you're thinking, oh well, that, why wouldn't they see the him carrying a body? But to anyone else, that could be just a playful thing between a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Um, we see back at the Myers house, good old, old mate Sam Loomis is waiting. Kids are walking past, and uh, I, li <laughs> I like great, how yeah. he's sort of there. And the sheriff grabs one of him the from kids, behind. One of the kids is gonna gonna, gonna go in, and and he he whispers, yes. <laughs> to scare him off. And then the sheriff grabs him and yeah. scares the daylights out of him. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, he uh, the sheriff uh, grabs him from behind, and he does, mate. I think uh, a new change of the red undies there, but 
They have a little chat. Nothing's going on except kids playing pranks, trick-or-treating, parking, getting high. I have the feeling that you're way off on this. You have the wrong feeling. Well, you're not doing very much to prove me wrong. What more do you need? Well, it's going to take more than fancy talk to keep me up all night crawling around these bushes. I, I, I watched him for 15 years, sitting in a room, staring at a wall, not seeing the wall, looking past the wall, looking at this mm. night in humanly patient. Waiting for some secret, silent alarm to trigger him off. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. You can either ignore it or you can help me to stop it. Now, you know the Myers house was found in South Pasadena. And you know how you see it in its really run-down state? Mm. That's how it was an abandoned house. And they go, that's perfect for the scenes that took place in the present day. So they filmed that bit first. So when it looked run down, mm. they filmed that bit first. And then what they did, because the house had to look better for the early scene, they then painted it and made it look nice. And then re they filmed that later was the early scene. So they filmed uh, it out of order. Yeah. But the the house over the years, it was it became at one point it was a chiropractor's office. So someone had set up an office in there. It later became a monu a monument building. Uh, sort of a, a, a monumental building, but also then became a museum dedicated to the movie. So wow. now, today, it's now a Halloween museum. So you can visit the Meyer House in uh, South Pasadena. And how many times have you been there? I haven't been there yet. What? Yeah, it's in Pasadena. It's a bit out of town. It's a bit of a drive. I have to get my rental get car. car. Oh, my rental car will get out there. Yeah, you, you, you'll come with me. Uh, <laughs> I probably would, actually. I, now, I actually don't mind that. That, that's I would see that I, I was I didn't get a chance in San Francisco to see the house um, the Mrs Doubtfire house uh -huh. I wanted to see that yeah next time uh, we're back at Anne's house and the friend and the boyfriend have turned up the, they, yeah, go, the they go inside girl. yeah yep. so the friend they're the like friend yeah turns Annie, up. where are you yeah because so you know, they, they, they think she's home that's right the house is in <clears> darkness right? yeah they're thinking okay they're like well we we'll get it on start making out on the couch and did you notice the Mike Myers shadow on the wall so he's yep. in there already thinking yep. hello. And the thing about this scene, mm. so if you put yourself in, in their shoes, well, they think Annie's gone out to get a boyfriend um, and they're like darknesses. But the yeah. great thing about this scene is you got bloody old mate looking in. It's, it's, a, it's a flashback. Yeah, because true. When, when, just what moments, he watched last time, yeah, it's, it's what he watched. Is that happen. what triggers him? You reckon that's his trigger? Well, I don't know if that's watching people making He's out? already killed, buddy. The other one, but yeah, just this, sitting in the car. This yeah. was certainly a nice, you know, fifteen-year-forward flashback. Yeah, I thought, true, yeah. So a bit of deja vu, you reckon? Yeah. Uh, at Laurie is finishing off the jack o' lantern. Uh, she's put the candle in it. She looks at Annie's house, uh, thinking, "Hang on, I don't think there were any lights." But on. she sees the van out the front, yeah. so she's like, "Oh, those oh, two they're are there. there as well." And then she's gone, "Oh, the bloody yeah. inside making out." But now, but then the phone rings, and the girl that arrived at Annie's house has called has her. Called her, and she said, "Is Annie around?" And she, he said, "Oh, she went to pick up Paul, right?" So she says, oh, "I've got Lindsay here," and she said, "Sweet." So they head upstairs to the bedroom. Phone rings and stops at this point. Um. And I think there, there were he's rather the boyfriend's like you know what let's I'm, take it off I'm the hook, sick of baby. having something interrupting yes. me. We're taking this thing off the hook. No, so they're downstairs at this point. The, that's when his shadow was seen on the wall. Yeah, they finish up. She lights up a smoke, and uh, you know they've done the bizzo. He goes, "Get me, go get me a beer." She said, "Sweet, I'll be right back." Yeah, the boyfriend goes downstairs and sees that the back door is open. 
Now, here is the bit which I reckon you would have jumped a little bit. He's looking for something, and then suddenly the door opens quickly, and it's it's Mike Myers with his grabbing the guy by the throat mm. and lifting him up the wall. Did you yeah. notice that? How strong he is? He yeah. just went. Boom. He's very strong. And then Wooshka stabs him, pins him to the wall. Yeah. with the knife. See, I didn't jump a lot. No. All I thought here was, I don't the know. Music about, come up again. I don't know about that one knife holding him there. <laughs> I wish I had watched you watching this movie. Oh, that was a gog- that'd be a goggle watch. I would. I'd yeah. love to watch you. You watching did tell this me movie. to do that. And I didn't. Yeah, do it, that'd sorry. be funny. But anyway, old mate uh, who went for the beers. Thank you, but no, thank you. He's dead and pinned to a wall. Meanwhile, back up in the bedroom, pinned here's to a wall. here's Mike. I think he's wearing the sheet. And did you notice he's wearing the guy's glasses? Yeah, his glasses. So he's on. worn his glasses. So the girlfriend she's got a ghost thinks, sheet because <laughs> the girlfriend sent him down to go yeah. and get him a beer, and she said, "Where's my Where's beer?" My beer? matter can i get your ghost bob <laughs> all right all right come on where's my beer hear the breathing mm. well can't you answer me so he's obviously asthmatic you reckon or what is he asthmatic no i think it's just for effect <laughs> it's just for effect does he need an inhaler Imagine someone just tossing him an inhaler just try this mate you might sound <laughs> like your, your victims won't hear if you try this maybe um, he then, like, she says, okay, get me my beer. So she assumes that's her boyfriend, okay? Yeah. She turns around and makes a call. She calls Laurie. And what does, what does old mate do? Old Mike Myers comes up and strangles her from behind with, yeah. the, with the phone cord. Yeah. So she's thinking, what the hell? And it's full on because you're on yeah. the other end. If you're on the other end of that phone, yeah. you're thinking, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And it's... This is why no, she thought they were playing a trick on her. This sex is why the shift to the Halloween name yeah. makes perfect sense. They're playing tricks on you. What was the other name? Uh, babysitter Murders. Babysitter Murders. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. This moment here yeah. makes no sense it's as like the Babysitter movies, yeah. m- Movie yeah. because it's it's this that says it's Halloween. Go away. Yeah, because Laurie thinks they're fooling around again. That's they're, right. They're playing a trick. So, Spot so, on. so she doesn't take it seriously. But she does look at across at Annie's house and sees the lights go on and off. She rings back, no answer. You're thinking, what's happening? Yeah, here? yeah. Now, back at Mike's house, he at uh, the Myers house, the doctor's still waiting, but he notices the stolen car. So yeah. he walks up the street and thinks, hang on a minute, this he's car's like, here. He's here. So he's, he's in around. The neighborhood. He knows he's, he's around. Here, yeah. yeah. So he's in the neighborhood. Uh, meanwhile, back at Laurie, at Laurie's house, she decides, I'm going to go to Annie's place to check on her. Right. So she rings the doorbell, calls out, heads around the back, nothing, no one around, doors open. She's looking around and she hears something and uh, she's thinking, okay, joke's over. All right, you meatheads, joke's over. Come on, Annie. It's enough. Most definitely stop being funny. Now cut it out. And so here's the point of a typical horror movie where you think, don't go upstairs. Yeah, exactly. Don't do it. What, what are, are you doing? doing? Yeah. But, like, but again, put yourself in her shoes. She doesn't know that there's a homicidal maniac and, running around. And she's also got two kids who she's got to work yeah. out what the hell she's doing with them. Back at home, back at the other house. Yes. Right? So she's thinking, okay. So she goes upstairs. There's, now, a, there's a little light. There's a little yes. light shining through the bedroom do- yes. door as if it's a jar by... Five millimeters. Now she goes up, and what she discovers is that did that not scare you? Too? No. So she's discovered Annie dead on the bed right? with a massive with friggin' headstone. The Judith Myers headstone. How that does he that stole get? How does that happen? Up in there, he's very strong. He's he, very he got, strong. He got it upstairs. But Stephen, yeah, 
The moment I jump <laughs> is when the boyfriend swings upside oh, down man. dead from the closet. I would have loved your face that to see your face. is the moment I jumped. <laughs> that was very well done. It was yeah, excellent. That was very well because, done. Because, that because, makes me jump every time I see it. And I'd love, this is where I'd be a terrible interviewer of directors and things, but I, <laughs> if I could do anything, it would be to sit down and go, okay, so just talk me through this, the editing of this moment, right? Because... You film, you know, I can imagine how these are filmed. You filmed uh, Jamie Lee and, and the dead girl on the thing. Well, all that. So you film all that. And then you film the swinging of the, of the body and then you film Jamie Lee's reaction. You've got all those p- cuts, right? Yep. It's, it's the timing. Yeah. It's almost the complete – it's almost exactly the same as comedic timing. It, yeah. it matters, right? But also – The timing it, of she's still in shock about yes. the dead body on the bed and then whooshka. Yeah, straight away. But it gets better. She then discovers – her other friend Linda in, a in the cupboard choked choked with the phone cord. Yeah. But you know what gets you each time? Remember how we were talking about how there was no music and that didn't feel scary? Mm. Every it's, time something happens, there's a the massive impact. note yeah. of and you think, yeah. whoa, that added to it as well, definitely. Yeah. Um here's the thing, right? So Laurie at this point is terrified out of a You mind. think? Yeah. Okay. Now, the film, remember I said the film was shot out of sequence? Yeah. Right? So they're the director said had to create a way for Jamie Lee Curtis to know what part of the movie they're at and how scared she had to be. So what they he did, he created a fear meter. Oh. He said, right, at this point of the movie, you need to be a seven. At this point of the movie, you're only about a three. Right. So because to sort genius. Of, so they get the right feel. And I'm sure at that part of the movie he goes, here, this, here you're a ten. <laughs> this that's, is where you, you're that's, that's terrified. That's genius, yep. But here's a great shot. This is an iconic shot of the movie, right? Where she's there sort of whimpering, thinking, oh, my God. And she's standing, like, she's to the left of frame, and there's this dark, like, a doorway, and then slowly you, you can see, see the him. mask. Yep. Yep. That's brilliantly done. That was yep. creepy as hell. And it's it's not the slow, it's not the fright that gets you there. It's that slow realisation, oh, my God, he's right there. That was genius. I reckon that was really good. It's nice also, shot. I'm imagining in the yeah. movie there'd be a percentage of people that would scream, he's behind He's behind you! you! Don't you think? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. But then when they when she realises who it is, she uh, he appears out of the shadows, but he's, and then he has a slash at her, remember? He slashes at her, Gets her catches like, a um, sleeve. Yep. She falls down and says, how she didn't break a neck falling Honestly, down there? <laughs> I don't that's know another issue, happened, yep. Uh, but he's, she's coming, uh, she sees him coming after her. Um, tries to go out the back door, but it's been jammed by a rake. Yes. How did that get there? Did he do that? Yes. Did he put that there? He somehow did that. Okay. And, and here's the thing, because remember, she came in the front door, so he's yeah. he's laid out the body, stuffed the body in the yeah. cupboard, hung a body upside down, put a tombstone in, and rigged the back door, right? <laughs> he had a lot of chores to do. So eh? he's done all that before <laughs> she's come in. But yeah. the thing is, she runs out, and she goes banging on the next door neighbours, and oh, they're like, listen. Screaming. Yeah. Listen, and did you I'm see sick of your did? Halloween stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. That's the thing, eh? On Halloween, you get away with a lot of stuff. That's thinking, exactly. Hey, that's why thinking, the neighbours are yeah, avoiding her right. because it's like, listen. They thought it was trick or treaters. We don't or something. need this rubbish anymore. Oh. We're done for the night. So the neighbours ignore her. Mike, I love how this is another creepy part where he's not running. He never. He's just walking. He never yeah. makes a, a, a hurried attempt yeah. at her. At he's all. just relentless. Just okay. Here I come. Here I go. She gets to the front door. Doesn't have the keys. So she's thinking, well, she will try, she's, she's locked out of her own house. She, I think she wakes up, tries to wake up Tommy. Um, she gets, um, I think uh, she sees a window open, but then Mike, I think she she's, gets back in the house. She's 
he's she's trying to hide, and then he, I think Mike Myers comes up from behind the couch. Remember? Yeah, and she grabs it. She's got yeah, a, like she's a got a knitting needle. Knitting needle. Yeah, and she gives gives him one in the neck, and then what happens? She, he collapses behind the lounge, and she thinks, oh, he's, he's dead. But she, she also him. creeps over the round yeah. lounge. So I'm like, run away, love. Go, mate. Head out. What are you doing? But here's the thing. She's got his knife and sees him behind the couch, right? She's got the knife, and what does she do? Puts she throws the knife away. Yeah. I'd hang on to that thing, wouldn't you? Well, he's dead. In her mind, he's well, dead. Well, you never know. The doctor, though, is walking up the street. He's found the car. He says he's here three blocks down. Laurie's upstairs to see Tommy and Lindsay. She says, look. There's nothing to be scared of. Then they're, they're saying, oh, what, we're the boogeyman. We can't see. The... And then well, who comes up behind him up on the stairs? They scream. She locks the kids in the cupboard, right? She goes, goes, go in there, lock yourself in the cupboard. And then she goes to another room. And did you like how she opened up the balcony as if she went out the yes, balcony? very smart. So then she goes into the wardrobe in the cupboard and... She makes a fatal error. Yeah. I'll tell you what the error is. What's that? She locks the door. She wraps something around the, the cupboard door and then uh, she crawls into the corner. If she'd have just left the cupboard open and crawled in the corner and hid. No, but she locked it from the inside, didn't that's she? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes in and he's like, mm, did she go out there? I'm just going to check. If the cupboard had have opened, he uh, would have gone, oh, she's outside. She's not here. Yeah, maybe. But the maybe. cupboard's locked, so of course yeah. she's in there. And he just tears it apart. Yes. And sees her. She gets out though. Um, I like how she grabs a hanger. Remember, she gets a coat hanger, yeah. pokes him in the eye with it, and he drops the knife, and then she stabs him with it. And you're thinking, okay, she, he's he's done. Yeah. Okay, so she thought he was dead downstairs, and no. now she stabbed him again. He's upstairs, here. stabbed again. Boom. He's on the ground. You think he's and dead? And she, this is again, seriously, love. You've just she throws the knife away again, and she sits down <laughs> at a doorway as if to go, I'm exhausted. <laughs> With her back to the murderer. <laughs> I mean, you've got your back to him, you idiot. <laughs> I love how she tells the kids, go downstairs, go to the McKenzie house, call, call the, the police. police, and he in the background. Yep. Now, that creeped me out again. Oh, yeah. It's I'll a creep out. It's yep. a creep out, right? The doctor sees the kids rush out of the house. Laurie's still inside, and Mike is coming back at her. Oh, yeah. This is third time lucky here. I love how he grabs her and she rips off his mask. Did mm. you see his face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like his eye was sort yeah. of a bit, a bit off. Yeah. He puts it back on though. Doctor, our old, our old mate, pulls out bang, the pistol. Bang, bang, bang. So the gun, it was there. It was handy to have yeah, it. And like unloads because to oh, the point yeah. where he clicks a couple of times. He, he unloads the whole all all six, six bullets. Yep. And he falls over the balcony. Yeah, boom. And he looks out over the balcony yeah. and there he is lying dead, yep. motionless on and the then, ground. And then she, Laurie asks... Well, you know, was that the boogeyman? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Mm. Pretty solid line from now. A did you pick this doctor. when he, when he looks out? Hey, it was he was always going to be gone. Okay, <laughs> he was always. I, I, we know what I picked here. I yeah. picked two things. Firstly, body's going to be gone, and secondly, that's going to be the end of the movie. Yeah, because. Sequels, hello. Hello. Yeah, there's a lot of sequels. Um, well, I didn't know that. Then you wouldn't have known that at the time either. No, but not at the time. It's a great setup. The immediate, right, this was around the time when, like in the in the mid to late 70s, you had Rocky. That was a success. Rocky 2. Yeah, so sequels so here, were already a Sequels thing. were right, a thing, okay, right? Yeah. We'd already I had Godfather, Godfather Part 2 oh, in the okay, early 70s. Yeah. So you're thinking if a movie's a hit, you've got to have a sequel. Okay, fair So cool. uh, right. you assumed that that was going to happen. Right. Um. I love the, that even though he's gone, we do hear him still breathing, breathing. That, those breaths. Yeah. <sighs> now let's get to some live. I, I love the 
the overacting of uh, of Donald Pleasance, our man Sam Loomis in this scene. You're all right. Yes, I'm okay. He's gone. He's gone from here. The evil is gone. The evil is gone. Mm. <laughs> I've used that line. The evil is gone. I yeah, love this bit man. there where yeah, they're walking around from school and she's forgot her chemistry book. I forgot my chemistry book. So who cares? I always forget my chemistry book and my math book and my English book and my, <laughs> let's see, my French book. And, well, who needs books anyway? We want old mates coming up, up in the background. Yeah. all my books. I mean, <laughs> now here is, this is controversial, this one, okay. There's a scene where I think her name is Judith, the friend, that comes with the guy with the glasses. Mm. Remember the girl that gets choked with the, the phone cord? Yeah. They turn up outside Annie's house and they're thinking, okay, you know, what are we going to do? And I'll play this first and then I'll explain why this is a little bit okay. uh, a little bit creepy. So we're going to – first we go inside, right? Then we'll just talk a little. And then Annie will distract Lindsay. That's when we go upstairs to the first bedroom on the left. You got it? Okay. First I rip your clothes off. <laughs> Don't rip my blouse. It's expensive, idiot. Then you rip my clothes off. Then we rip Lindsay's clothes off. Yeah, I think I got it. Totally. <laughs> Did you not catch that during the movie? Was that misspoken? Should that have been someone else? Should have been. I think it was. Should have been Annie's clothes. Yes. Yeah. If he's bringing oh, someone else in, I don't think. Because Lindsay, remember, she said we're going to distract Lindsay, the girl, so they can sneak into the bedroom, right? Yeah. So she can sneak her in. That is a weird, like, weird, weird line. What's going on there? Is he a ped- pedophile? That bloke. That is what? some wild. Very stuff. weird. Okay. How did that happen? Yeah. You can look. You don't have to take this movie too literally, but um, here's one thing that always bothers me about mm. this movie. When Lindsay, Linda, and her name was Linda, the, the, the scene we just played there, right? Mm. When they arrive in the car and they're fooling around in that little bit there, they get out of the car and go in the house. But they left the car door open. Yes, wide open. The sliding Did you door. notice that? Yes. The door's open. The, the whole time. The car door open, they went, they went, yes. left the door open. Weird. Always bothers me. <laughs> go, back, go back and shut the door, mate. <laughs> Another plot oh, hole here. Oh, that, can I give you one? We yeah, didn't, we didn't yeah. really get You know, the okay. rake or the broom was was uh, on the window that, yes. that she couldn't get out. Well, didn't she break the window? Yeah, she took a long time to break the window. Okay. Like, just break <laughs> the frigging window. Love. She broke it with a bare hand or she got something? Was I don't care. Hand? Just okay. break the window. Just Why did it. you wait until he was coming at yeah, you? Yeah, fair enough. Now, this has been often discussed by fans of the movie, this this part here. Remember when he goes upstairs, when, when Laurie's there talking to the kids and um, Mike, uh, Mike Myers comes upstairs, she tells the kids, go in there, in the bathroom, in the bedroom, and lock yourself in. And then she decides, I want to go to the closet and go there. Yeah. Before Michael comes up, she knocked on the door of the bedroom to let him know that she was all okay. Mm. Why didn't she just go in there without Michael seeing where it was and lock herself in there with them, keep them safe? Oh, look, Why didn't she do that? My my answer to that is she was playing the the split role of going, if he's going to kill someone, he's going to kill me, not the kids. Yeah, okay. Well, no. he left he left him enough time for her to get in there yeah. and barricade themselves in that room. I'm just saying enough time. Give anyway. it, give us some some things you know, credit. you might not know. Uh, this was voted the fifth scariest film of all time by Entertainment Weekly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All the actors wore their own clothes. There was no Good money for, for no money for the wardrobe for yeah. the costume department. Jamie Lee Curtis apparently went to JC Penny, spent less than a hundred dollars for her entire set. That's so fine because as I said wore. before, it's yeah. teenagers. Like it yeah. shouldn't be Louis Vuitton. She shot the whole film while on, while on hiatus from the sitcom. She was on a sitcom called Operation Petticoat. 
Well, this was her first film role, though. Right. Uh, in a documentary back in 2010, remember how I, I told you the, the shape is what they gave the name of the person just standing there mm. looking at you, the shape? That was there were five different people dressed as the shape in the movie, including Nick Castle, who was for most of the Why? movie. Why? I don't know. Tony Moran, who he was the uh, Mike in the unmasking scene. So when mm. they took his mask off, that was a guy named Tom Moran. The stuntman, uh, James Winburn. Uh, the production designer, Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, he was the one who was used his hand to break the window. And at one point, remember when Tommy sees the shape for the first time out the window in mm. the dark? Mm. That was actually the writer, co-producer, Deborah Hill in the, in the shape's costume. And uh, Deborah, she says that she happened to bring the costume with her that day and there was no one else who could do the shot. She goes, I'll do it. I'll give me the, I'll, I'll wear it. And boop. Wow. So, again, low budget. Now, get this right. Deborah Hill, co the writer, co-producer, worked for no salary. She says, I'll take no money. I just want a percentage of the profits. <laughs> Boom. The film what grossed more than $70 million. So, she did very, very well. Wow. The uh, to this day, Jamie Lee Curtis, who and she went on to star in several other yep. Mike Myers movies as as um, Laurie Strode. The one question that all fans ask her: Why did you throw away the knife? Hold wow. the knife, mate. Now, as I said, she played Laurie Strode in six different decades, from the seventies to the twenty twenties. She played Laurie Strode in Halloween two, nineteen eighty one. Halloween H2O 20 years later in 1998. Halloween Resurrection in 2002. Halloween, so kind of a remake, 2018. And Halloween Kills 2021. Really? She did. Mate, must pay, I mean, pay very well. No, well, but it's a character you know, you know that made her. You know, put her I, on the map. I think, I think yeah. it's probably less about the money. There's money, obviously. Put her on the map. Mate. I think it's probably just a really good acknowledgement that this is the thing that got me going. This and why is would the I let anyone else that started it. be it? Or why would you exclude my character from Absolutely. it? Good honour. I like that. Did you notice No, it was quite dark a lot of the time? Yes, very much so. Reason why? Because the lighting was they didn't have enough money for more lights. Fair enough. So too. the darkness helped them. They said, okay. let's keep it dark. It's a horror movie. Now, do you remember I said to you the movie was shot in California, yep. in Southern California, uh, not Illinois as it's supposed to be in the movie? The crew, and again, tight budgets here, they had to buy, it's supposed to be um, autumn, they had to buy um, leaves from a decorator, paint them in the autumn colours, scatter them around their lo where they're filming, and then to save money, they'd go back and collect them all again and use them again for the next scene. <laughs> the paper leaves. They made tight budget, see? The leaves would uh, – but you can see in the background there's like palm trees. Like It's obviously they're in California. Right. If you, uh, Eagle Eye would uh, point that. Narcs like me would point that out. Yeah, yeah. good self-awareness. Righto. Three questions for Trev. Okay. Does Laurie continue as a babysitter after this? Uh, yeah, I think she enjoys it. I don't think this puts her off. Does Mike Myers get a part-time job as a bouncer? <laughs> <laughs> no. And part three, uh, question three, did you ever forget your chemistry book? I never had a chemistry book. <laughs> I'm not sure I took any books, but oh, I, I was more on the on the side <laughs> of I never really took any books. Okay. Righto. Give us your wrap-up and rating. Oh, oh, look, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would because it wasn't as horrific yeah. as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, I really love the story. Um, I like the lack of gore, and I thought the use of violence – 
in a you know implied, nondescript implied, implied way, way yeah. was was good. Absolutely. But but it also I don't know it felt a little cheap. The parts okay. of it felt cheap, so I feel I think it was it actually, cheap. Yeah, but yeah. I think it actually needed a bit more in some in uh-huh. some way. Okay. So mate, I didn't I didn't at all dislike the movie. Yep. Um, I think it's probably more rewatchable than I would have imagined. It's probably a seven and a half for me. Okay, yeah, I'm giving it an eight. I've always thought I, I rated. I, I, as I said, I love the fact that they, it was more than the sum of its parts. It was yeah. a really cheap movie. They did a lot of things in it, and it all came together. And, I think it's and funny more. If yeah. I, uh, if I was asked to give ratings at the start and the end of this show, I would often I think change because I think that yeah. it's, it probably came out of the movie thinking it was a six and a half. But yeah. I think the story of the budget and the different things yeah. like that really make me understand that this is so much more than it it, it could have been. Absolutely, so right. good on them. Let's talk about next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are watching Executive Decision. Right. Starring Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal. What the hell is that about? Steven now the, Seagal? Yes. Wow. Now, there's the main female cast member is A, Michelle Pfeiffer, B, Angelina Jolie, C, Halle Berry, or D, Erica Eleniak. I've no idea who Erica is. Uh, it's too, I think it's probably too modern for Jolie. Uh, who are the others? Michelle Pfeiffer and Halle Berry. Michelle Pfeiffer. It was Halle Berry, oh, one of her early movies. Uh, well, she was doing pretty well at the time, but okay. this was a, a big budget movie that put her on the map. Very good. I've seen yeah. some good some good work of hers. Absolutely right. We're, I'm a big fan myself. So that was Halloween. We hope you enjoyed it, but please ensure you join us next week for Executive Decision. This is a cracking movie starring our man Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal. Trev, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. See you then. Bring it on.